0: Welcome back to Bible study to Paul's letter to the Galatian church. We're racing through Galatians, as you would expect, with our, our important Bible scholars, John Campbell, Derek Walker. And I was joking when I said we're racing through Galatians. <laughs> we're following at a measured pace, a measured pace. Okay, so John is going to read from verse 16 to the end, and Derek is going to. Right,
1: Galatians chapter 4, starting at verse 16. Have I therefore become your enemy, because I tell you the truth? They zealously court you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you, that you may be zealous for them. But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, for whom I labour in birth again until Christ is formed in you, I would like to be present with you. I would like to be present with you now and to change my tone, for I have doubts about you. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through promise. Which things are symbolic. For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem which now is and is in bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all, for it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the Scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Ty.
2: Thank you, Lord, for bringing us to your word again. And and Lord, we we are eager to hear you speak to us. Open our eyes, open our ears, that we may understand your wonderful truth. It's not by our own strength, it's by your spirit that these things become real to us and in our lives. So Lord, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to, to make it real, to make your truth come alive in us. Help us, Lord, to understand what you're saying to us.
0: In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Mm, amen, amen, amen. Wow, I, I get the feeling sometimes when I'm studying the scriptures or, or the, a memory comes back to me of climbing on a rock face in North Wales. It, all, it, it was climbing Triven or just behind Triven in the Snowdonia and, and suddenly, you know, it all seems I'm um, completely on top of it, like you're on, completely on top of the passage and then um, it just gets steeper and steeper and you're climbing without ropes. And you get to that point, am I ever going to get to the top of this one? Or do I, and there's no way down, as it were. And I just sometimes feel like that in Paul's letter to the Galatians. And the good thing is I've got chaps here who've got the ropes and um, you know, know, the way, know the way up to the top, the route. And so on, with that introduction, John. What well, are your thoughts from verse? Uh, well, 16, I it is it let alone chapter four. It, the, the the analogy, you know, with a
1: with a climb and scree slopes and things <coughs> like that is is a good one. But I, I've said before, since we've been studying this letter, and I'm gonna say it again, I, I think this is one of the most important books. Of course it's all important, yeah. but you know, in human terms, if we can grade them, this book is is one that should be on our lips, all of us should have it ingrained within our hearts because it is it is the, the fulcrum around which truth and error rotates or swings and it is the one that if you're not well versed in it you will be caught out. There's no doubt you will be caught out because legalism is at large in the world, and it is very much at large. It's at large in all religions, it's at large in Christendom, and it is determined to catch you out. It is a determined enemy, as we will see, as Paul is is spelling out in in real terms for the real enemy, those real Judaizers who are trying to capture the uh, the Galatian believers. And so we really need to understand this book. Mm-hmm. we we it's so easy you know i i suggest most of us have read this stuff before and thought this passage that we've just read is god it's a bit a bit tricky yeah. uh, it isn't tricky when you st- stop and take time and, and realize that Paul is moving into allegory, which is very brave of him mm. because allegories can go wrong, but of course mm. he's, his allegory yeah. is rooted in the Holy Spirit, so this is not going to go wrong. And, and we only produce two or three allegories ends. here, yeah. which are all tie and knit together, which we will find out that you can trace them back through each other, which
0: is going to be, I think, very exciting. Yeah, very good. So we're, we're sort of interpreting it through the lens, Paul's lens of Galatians. I think that's the only way to do it, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Verse 16. So, verse 16,
2: yes. Now, he's, this is a, still in a very personal passage. Before he gets to the allegory, yeah. he has a few things to, to say about, as it were, the, these, these false teachers, these legalists that are, are trying to, as it were, take the churches of Galatia away from their loyalty to Paul. Mm. Uh, and, and away from the gospel of grace. And uh, there's an implication there in verse 16, have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth that in fact certain in the church, you know, that these, these uh, teachers are very much firing their guns against Paul and painting him as the enemy, mm. as someone who's given them the r- wrong information. And, and so he then goes on and says, they zealously caught you. So in other words, they are love bombing. Mm. These, these um, legalists, one of their methods was to make a big fuss of yeah. them and say, you know, you, um, God has awesome things for you, you know, uh, yeah. which might seem good on the surface. They're, they're giving them a lot of attention, yeah. they're zealously courting them, there's love bombing. Mm. But you have to be careful when that happens, because that's what cults do. That's right. And uh, he says, but notice he says, but not, but for no good. In other words, their their motives are not really love, mm. all right Insta- instead, he says, yes, they want to exclude you, yeah so their real motive in all this love bombing mm. is to actually exclude them from Paul, yeah, actually from the grace of God, yeah uh, but also from anyone else really that's mm. what. Mm. cults do is kind of say well you mustn't go near any other church or anything like that because it'll be spiritually damaging for yeah. you and so they they want to possess the Galatians for themselves yeah. they they are doing it out of selfish reasons he's mm. saying so don't be fooled by their love bombing
0: because yeah. they're actually doing it for themselves to have you all to so themselves. you keep mentioning love bombing that sort of honey trap comes to mind <laughs> that you're they're literally trying to entrap you with, with, with honey, but we, they, we're here to do truth bombing. They are. Are we not, John? But you, I
1: mean, you can yeah. see what's going on here. Yeah. In a sense, all born-again believers are, are back in the garden, mm. in a sense. Yeah. And, and yet, the, the, Satan under the tree of knowledge of good and evil is still calling out to them, come and taste, yeah, come and taste. Mm. And, and that's exactly what's going on here. They've, you know, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is the law the thing that they, they were told not to, not to have anything to do with, and it's the same argument, it's the same temptation, it's the same seduction that's going on here.
0: Yeah, that's, that's opening up another very interesting analogy, isn't it? The uh, Garden of Eden. It's one, one of the questions I struggled with with my daughter when she was about four years old, Daddy, what, what's wrong with eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And if only I'd had what you just said, John, I could have answered her more clearly than mine my sort of faltering, well, it's, you, know, you don't want just the knowledge of good and evil, you need the wisdom to know the difference and the, the, the tree of life brings wisdom. The principle is, is
2: one of pride because it seems yeah. like, attractive, You know yeah. but the point is if we have that knowledge of good and evil within ourselves, then mm-hmm. we become our own base of operation. Rather than depending on the life of God mm. and the, and the leadership absolutely. of God, absolutely, yeah. you can be we, like God. We yeah. can that gives you the ability to be independent from God yeah. in pride and have the base of operation in yourself rather than in God. Yeah. and then that establishes the principle of pride mm. in your life and. And the problem with the law, or legalism rather, is, is that it, it activates your flesh, it activates your pride, because now you are trying to establish yourself before God mm. by your own performance, mm, and it's right. you. You are the base of operation in yeah. that, so rather it than amazing?
0: depending on the grace of God. Isn't it amazing The great theological truths are rooted in yeah. Genesis, right there at the beginning, yes. uh, consistent yes. you know, with, with what God revealed right at the beginning? Wow. Okay. Carry on. (laughs) Are we... um, Well, in verse 18, Paul kind of puts a balance
2: here. He says, it is good to be zealous in a good thing always. Mm. Uh, I think what he's saying is, it's not so much, you know, it's good that you are made a fuss of, you know. Um, He's not saying, you know, um, that's wrong and, you know, Paul would say that he showed great love towards the Galatians. So he, he's not knocking that, but he's saying, but the motive must be right. Mm. And he's going to go on and talk about how his motive toward them is genuine love, mm. because he wants to make them like Christ. Mm. He, he
0: doesn't want to you know, own them for himself. Uh, Can I pick up, because you've used that term love bombing, and so my mind starts spinning <laughs> about you know, all you need is love love all, love is all you need and you know the Beatles song which is like the spirit of our age so as long as love is in there it doesn't really matter you know what's what the rights and wrongs are mm. it's all down to love and uh, that may be also it's it's very seductive because you think yeah God is love so um, you know what's wrong with you know just covering over as it were yeah. the multitude of sins um, through love, but there's different, different um, love. There, there is actually a, a different depths and layers yes. to what love, what love is. And it's not just a sort of sentimental, superficial belonging to the club, as it were. You
2: I mean, the, the point that Paul is making here is that, that, you know, love also obviously is awesome, and that's, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. But they they are putting on a pretense of love. Mm. It isn't real love. Mm. So I guess what he's saying is, what that which proclaims itself to be love, is is not necessarily love. Yeah. You know, mm. but in the in the case of these legalists, what they really want is, is they they want this these. In fact, he he goes on and says, you know, he want he wants their, um, they w- they want the devotion of the Galatians, and mm. that's why they are. Mm doing what they're doing mm. whereas Paul is going to make it clear his love is a genuine love mm. like like a mother for her child yeah um, and and so yeah the problem with love is sometimes just because somebody says i love you
0: mm. isn't necessarily so <laughs> because we live in an age where everything is being redefined we live in uh, the the west so-called western christendom has become so amorphous Love's been redefined, peace has been redefined, truth has been redefined, sin has been redefined. It's like everything is, is being, uh, for those who are zealous, you know, for their cause, they are able to completely, you know, they can yes. call evil good. Well, they can, and, and, and it's interesting because as
1: the church has lost its discernment, and it has, yes. I, I doubt about that. I'm not talking about, let's say, the last 20 years, I'm talking about the last 200 years. Yeah. As the church has lost its discernment, so it's been able to be infiltrated, and it has been, mm. and, and, and therefore you couldn't criticize the infiltrators. Mm. I'm talking about those, the clergy, as well as, as well as the congregants. Mm. Um, you couldn't criticise them because that would not be showing love, mm. and by manipulating love, they have cemented themselves into positions of power, mm. and they now run things. Yeah, it's simple yeah, it as simple as that. It's amazing how institutions can be captured. Yes, captured. Uh, that, that's what's that? By, by this uh, this whole love argument, yeah. which is uh, which is a fallacious
0: yeah. argument. Yes. Okay. Let's give Derek a uh, half a minute to think about <laughs> what next to say.
2: Oh. <laughs> No, it's just, it is an interesting thing, is what, what is love, mm. you know, and I think it's 1 John 4 talks about, you know, that yes. love is of God, mm. God is love, mm. and love is of God, so all, tr- all true love com- is of God, mm. and I was thinking, you know, what is love, and uh, the world probably would say, oh, it's a feeling, you know, yeah. it's a feeling, um, and we w- as Christians often will say, no, it's more than a feeling, it's, it's of something in the will, it's a commitment.
0: Yeah. It's a decision.
2: But I don't think even that is quite right, mm-hmm. because I would say that that is the manifestation in the soul of love. But love, if God is love, love is ultimately spiritual. Mm. Love is the presence of God in us, or you could say the grace of God in us. Yeah. In other words, love is a reality, it's God in us, and without God there are things that might look like love, but it says, love is of God, and if anyone loves, mm. they are born of God and they know God. Mm. In other words, we are. it's only through knowing God and being in fellowship with God, being connected with God, that that, that real love can be manifested. Mm. And when it is, it will cause us to feel, yes, and it will cause us to, to make a commitment for the good of other people. But the source of it is, is God. And that's why legalism fails, because legalism is man's attempt to impersonate love, to try and do what the loving things would do. You know, um, you know, if you love God, then you would keep all these laws. But you are actually not, you're trying to do it out of your flesh, and your flesh cannot produce the genuine article. So, you, so we can only learn to love by knowing God, being born again, knowing God and allowing His love, the fruit of the Spirit is love, then we are operating in the genuine and then we'll genuinely fulfill God's yeah. requirements.
1: Yeah. That's so important. Mm. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, it says, and I... Yeah. And, and so it's not sensual, it's spiritual. It's absolutely that's, not sensual, really it's spiritual, that's right. Mm. And, and it's our, our yielding to God in us, which will allow that love to flow. You know, know, you've got to learn, you've got to practice it. You've got to, there's no shortcuts to these things. I mean, the Lord can totally take over. Um, And he may, or he may not, but it's there. And as we yield to it and say, Lord, let that Love flow through me to others, which is exactly what he wants to do. It will, And you can't manufacture it. Exactly. And we, we, we get this small glimpse of it, this agape love, or how it's yeah. pronounced, this totally selfless love. Mm-hmm. We, we get a glimpse of it and how we feel towards our children and our spouses. Mm-hmm. But it's imperfect, we know it is, because we don't always feel that way towards them. But God always feels that way towards us, even when we do the most unspeakable things yeah. towards us who are his. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that the scripture that says God's word is living sharper than any two-edged, two-edged sword, you know, able to divide between what is sort of soulish or sensual and what is spiritual mm. could apply to us understanding love in the same way as us understanding grace or yeah. Yeah. or the law. But yeah, God's word can divide and sometimes it's very close. So, you know, true love rather uh, as opposed to a, a kind of, less than true love. You need God's word to actually say what, what is true, what, what is of God, mm. and what is something that is sort of manipulating your senses. Because we're all susceptible to, um, as it were, the prince of the power of the air, manipulating the sen- sensual world, our senses, and um, you know, sight, and yeah, hearing, so. you know, and pride. That's his domain. So, if we take uh, the spirit out of our lives, then we are completely at the mercy of the the honey trap. Yeah, completely.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we can we can easily be deceived. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the classic example is, let's say a man who falls for for a woman. Yeah. Uh, he's married. Mm. Uh, you know, and and he says well I, I I love her it has to be right mm. you know this mm. this is this is real mm. but actually it is obviously not coming from god 's love yeah ultimately he's engaged in a selfish activity an yeah. immoral activity yeah. but he's been deceived by this feeling mm. you know mm. and so and so it's he's he's it's soulish it isn't spiritual yeah but to put it the other way round, the sp- that which when love flow come, is like a fountain in our spirit and when it flows forth, it will affect our feelings. You That's know. right. And the more That's you right. yield so the other way around. Yeah. yeah. The more you yield to it, as John was saying, the more you obey, you know, the leading of the spirit and the leading of, of that real love, the more that love will be established in your soul. You know, so for instance, you might start, you know, the Bible says, pray for those who Despise you, persecute mm-hmm. you. You know, you obviously don't feel like praying for them, mm-hmm. but let's say you obey um, and, and you ask the Holy Spirit's help mm-hmm. and, and you start praying. After a time, actually, your, your feelings will, will change toward that person because that love that's now flowing through your soul as you're yielding to it will actually
0: change your disposition. Mm-hmm. So there, there is that way. I've got ringing in my ears, as I often do, because I fa- find Keith Green had so much uh, spiritual truth in his songs. But it, in the song, um, To Obey is Better Than Sacrifice, mm. there's a line that says, your flesh is something I just can't feed,
1: he says, <laughs>
0: um, uh, talking about God and, and the, the spiritual side of our, our lives. But um, can you, in the context of our study, on grace can you unpack that scripture that says to obey is better than sacrifice so so the sacrifice is legalistic the obedience i know it's later yes, on in our I, yeah, reading right. yeah, about you yeah, know sinai I, uh, and ob-
1: obedience really comes to walking in the spirit if you're walking in the spirit that's not legalistic that's, that's not legalistic no you're walking with the holy spirit um, we're going to come to this, actually, at the end of Galatians, and it's quite interesting there, we'll cover it again, but when Paul is encouraging to, to, to walk, let's just go there, it's just mm-hmm. at the end, verse 6. Um, where is it? I thought I'd marked it, perhaps okay. I haven't. It doesn't, oh no, it's at the end of verse five, uh, chapter 5, yep. um, verses 25 and 26. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit, let us not become conceited, mm. provoking what... No, I beg your pardon. It's okay, we've got time. Uh, yeah. Here we are. We've first, allocated, no, we first, first, allocated two no, years for Yeah, Galician, the first... So. Uh, we uh, got uh, plenty uh, of si- time, Verse 16 first. <laughs> <Yeah>. I say <laughs> then, walk in the Spirit. This is 516. Right. I say <laughs> then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, that walking is just walking with the Spirit. Mm. walking with him. And then go forward to verse 25, and it says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. That's a much more militaristic term, and it's actually talking about walking in step, lockstep, mm. the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's uh, taking the same idea, but it's tightening it um, at the end. And, and, and listen,
0: that's the that's, obedience that's, you're talking about.
1: That's the idea, that's the obedience. Yes. Because if you're doing that, you can't possibly disobey. And that, that's what the Lord wants. He doesn't want you to go around sacrificing yourself and beating yourself on the back and, 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 and fasting if it's something he hasn't called and all this sort of thing. He says, no. Because the context just, was just with Saul, if Spirit. I remember,
0: it was, it was uh, Saul uh, and Samuel where Saul is saying, look at the sacrifices yeah. that I've brought. And then I think it was Samuel who said to obey, mm. it's better than yeah. sacrifice.
1: And that's how we obey. It's not that we pick up the law and obey it. It is not that, yeah. let want to make that so clear. It is not that, mm. it is obeying the leading of the Holy Spirit in you. And sometimes you'll get it wrong, but it doesn't matter. Practice it, be determined, pray without ceasing in the sense, say, Lord, please help me. Please help me, I want to flow in the spirit and do what you Sorry, want. Sorry, I jump out of the no, passage that's all right. sometimes because I have relevant. Keith Green ringing no, it's, in my ears. It's all relevant <laughs> yeah. to living under I grace. So. I this the, is it. The
2: difference is who's, who's the leader? Yeah. So under grace, we, Christ is the leader and he leads us through his Holy Spirit and, and his word and, and we obey the leader. Mm-hmm. And, and what happened in the garden and what happens in legalism is you become the leader. I am now calling the shots. Mm-hmm. I am, yes, making that sacrifice. I'm, mm-hmm. Rather than just obeying his leadership, mm-hmm. I am in charge. I might be doing things that I think will please him but it's coming from me
0: yeah. and that, and that's the difference mm. it's the, the motivation mm. praise yeah. the lord thanks thanks for this it's, it's i think it's it's a blessing to to folks watching they're we we're digging going down to a sort of level of appreciation of yeah. living in the spirit and it's it's blessing me anyway yeah. which well, means that well, i've well, lost you, my place in the past well, what
2: you what you said actually is yeah. about you know we have to distinguish between spirit and soul. Yeah. That which is soulish. Yeah. Because you, know, you have to be careful and, and Jesus said it's the spirit that gives life. John six mm. sixty three, I think. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh is of no avail. Mm. So again, these legalists were actually appealing to their flesh. Mm. To use the word again, they were they were love bombing them, mm. zealously courting them, mm. but actually not for their good. They were doing it actually to to win their hearts. Mm. And then he says, um, first of all, to exclude you from all others so they Mm. can have them for yourself. Mm. And then he says that you may be zealous for them. In other words, you will give them all your money. Mm. You will give them all your devotion. In other words, they're doing it for a selfish motive. So it is cultic.
0: It is cult. I mean, this is it's a classic, yeah, it um,
2: um, as it were, blueprint for yes. how to run a cult. It is. Or to, yes, exactly. And um, to use a human analogy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go John. On, John. No, no, Have no, it's go. all Have
1: right. I've right. just a human analogy. No, it's just Paul is developing a, a, an argument which was originally given by Jesus, which is be, be, beware the false prophets who come in mm. sheep's yeah. clothing. This is exactly That's what right. he's 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 talking about here. Yeah. Carry or, on. Or
2: grooming is yes. a human yeah, example. Say a man knows how to. Activate certain emotions in a woman, or so a child, he's, he's not or a child, or a child, yeah. and he don't, He pretends that he loves them, and that that's what they want to hear. But he's appealing to their mm. to their soul, uh, but he doesn't really, because mm. he just wants what they can give him. Mm. Where, where you know, mm. you often on the sexual level, mm. uh, and so that it's uh, he's he's saying. Their motives are actually greedy, and then he says he's can now comparing himself now. But it's good to be zealous in a good thing always. In other words, he's saying, "I'm zealous for you.
0: I that's love it. you exactly. You know, and it's a good thing." But they try and portray the fact, no, 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 that you're—he's not. You know, no. sick with us. So there is this exactly. divide, divisive approach. And,
2: and that's what he's answering there because I was struggling mm. earlier just to. I forgot what the meaning of this was. Yeah. And not only when I'm present with you.
0: Mm.
2: And what he what he's saying is, they have the advantage because they're right there on the scene. Mm. Paul is distant from them and, and they're kind of saying, look, Paul's not interested in you. Yeah. yeah, he came into town, he preached to you. He's moved on to other things, yeah. he couldn't care about
0: you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but and they're saying, we're the ones that really love you. Do you know what's coming to my mind, sorry to say, it is. The whole education state education system, which is sort of um, enticing kids away from their parents, you know and it, 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 I, it may be the pendulum is swinging back, I hope so, um, where they they're, they're trying to stop this indoctrination of kids you know of atheism and secularism into the kids' hearts and, and don't listen to your Christian parents you know in trying to separate them, but it is through we care for you, you know. There's love, You're, you know. The, uh, the uh, Christian position is hate filled, and, and, and I know it's happening. I've seen it even with, with my own kids at school how, how seductive this the, the pull of grooming yeah. <laughs> teachers, as it were, who, who are grooming the kids to draw them away from a, a Christian mm. perspective. Um, and uh, how it fits into law and grace, I don't know. But it is there. There is there is a kind. It is a system of you follow. We are teaching the rights and wrongs. We're, they're creating a framework where it is wrong to um, it is wrong to teach morals. It's well, wrong to you know. values. see, it's so it's misrep- a new religion.
1: It is, and it, but it's it, it's adopting the same model. It's perverting grace. It's teaching a perverted grace. In a sense, you can do what you like. Yep. You do whatever's right for you. Yep. Well, you know, that's perverting grace. Yep. And at the same time, it's presenting Christianity as legalistic and demanding of you, which is not yep. fair. And, and, and anyway, look at the history in the Old Testament, that murdering God. Yep. You know, so it's perverting. It's yep. taking the same... It's, 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 yep. Satan is so predictable. He's taking the same model and just perverting it. He mm. couldn't invent it for himself, so he has mm. to use one that the Lord created. Mm.
0: But you see and, that... And I do feel strongly, I mean, it is my uh, 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 sort of, uh, you know, keep getting back to that same old record, that I, I do think parents should absolutely be on, on the case with their kids in school, mm. and if need be, pull them out. Because you, as a parent, you are responsible to nurture and protect your child in the Lord until they reach, as it were, that position where they make a decision. And as we know, they can go away um, because there's rebellion in the heart of man, or they can decide to follow the Lord. But I think as a parent, you should be protecting your kids because the stats are very bad mm. uh, for those parents um, and those families don't, that don't protect their kids from this grooming. Mm. But, yeah. um, but again, not to be Victorian legalists with their kids because uh, they are, as it becomes a, um, no, it, it, it reinforces it, it, the caricature of Christianity. Yes, of you
2: can't give that the love ground away. Because yep. that's what Paul does and we need to do what Paul does. He doesn't, he actually comes back and says, I love you. Mm. And yeah. and my love is the genuine love, and God's mm. love is the genuine love.
0: Yeah. What a battleground! You know what I mean? What so a you, battleground! You,
2: it's not that we, we withdraw because they're using the the love terminology that we yeah. should pull back. Because notice what he says, here he says, "My little children," in other words, I love you mm. like a mother loves her children, mm. because he literally gave birth to them. You see, mm. he through the gospel, through through his prayers and preaching the gospel, he gave birth to them. So he says, "I love you mm. as a mother." even though I'm not, I'm not with you. I, I have that genuine love for you. Mm-hmm. He's contrasting himself now. And he says, they just want what they, you can give them, but mm-hmm. I, my love is an unselfish love. He says, for I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Hmm. So notice, he, he says he's labored twice. He labored the first time when he gave birth to them, through his prayers and through his in fact it's a picture of intercession, isn't it? To yep. travail. In and brought them to in birth. Prayer. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. And now he says, I am interceding for you again. I am mm. labouring again. I I care for you that much. Yeah. And and he is saying, My love I love you and it's an unselfish love. Mm. I just want Christ to be formed in you. Yeah. I don't want to possess you. As my own disciples. That's right. Then when you want just you. to become Pauline. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to That's be right. a Christ follower. Yeah. Yeah. And that, see, the nature of a cult again is mm. to make disciples unto yourself That's right. rather than to make them disciples of Christ. So yeah. he wants Christ to be
0: formed in them, yeah. Yeah. Christ to possess them. Yeah. What a battleground, spiritual battleground in these verses. And nothing's changed. No
1: it's gone on through the centuries. Nothing's changed, right but by day. the
0: way, if it, he hadn't established this right at the outset of the church, and the outset of his letters, he, he may not have even got to the other letters. Mm. No. You know, it would have been game over, wouldn't it, right at the beginning? It would. It would have been stillbirth, yes. so to speak. Mm. Yes.
2: But we can see from this that the ministry of intercession is very important. I'm sure many people listening are, you know. Our intercessors, and uh, that is something we can do whatever age we're at, and mm. so forth. And it's an unselfish ministry, mm. you know, people don't necessarily know That's that you're right. doing it. Yeah. But notice he talks about la- it's like labor. Mm. Sometimes, it, it, as you ask the Holy Spirit to help you, the Holy Spirit intercedes with you and through you, mm. and, and as you yield yourself to Him, it, it, can be, it can be that intense, yeah. like labor. Yeah. And, and we have to intercede for people to be born again and for Christ to be formed in them. So, in other words, especially young Christians, we must pray for them that, that Christ be formed in them, yeah. you see. Yeah. So, again, they're born again means that Christ is in them, Christ is in their spirit, but there is a formation of Christ, the life of mm-hmm. Christ, in the soul as the love of God, as the grace of God um, begins to... That's spiritual growth, isn't it? As our soul becomes filled with the love, joy, peace
0: of the Holy Spirit and Christ is formed in us. It's absolutely glorious, um, but Paul is really... He is not enjoying this, is he? It, there's a sort of sense that he, no. he's having to fight, but he knows deep down he would like, he uses the term, change, I wish I could change my tone. Yes. But he can't, because it's, uh, it's a battleground that he's engaging in. I, I think he, 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 he does eventually change his tone, but uh, at this point, it's like the, the, the heat of the battle. It, mm. is the, it is the heat of the battle. And, and, and you know how a woman gives birth to a child,
1: and, and, and us chaps look on and realize that it's quite a painful process for the most part.
0: It was for me when Simone started squeezing my hand. Yeah, I know. I've been uh, on, you know, been on the with her nails. That. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't sort so of gentle it, holding. You know, of the birth
1: hands. is painful, yeah. but then bringing up children is painful as well. It doesn't right. just end. It's a different sort of pain. Yeah. It becomes emotional pain, and this is what Paul is experiencing here: emotional, spiritual pain, mm. because he has a genuine love. And he knows that they're being led astray by the by the the flasher. You know, yeah. they're being led astray by yeah. the Pied Piper. And he's not there. He can't. He, he's got a right to them. And he doesn't know the frame of mind of all of them. So he's concerned that his tone, you know, might be misinterpreted. They yeah. might misread what he's trying to say and put a wrong. And that, this concerns him. And this, he wishes he was with them so he could ado- he could sense their mood and adopt the right it's, tone with them. Yeah, exactly. But but it, it's so he can be. Such a, absolutely, but it's such a serious point mm. that without the aid of the Holy Spirit to deliver
0: it, it would be very,
1: very difficult.
0: Because mm. I feel that we, in one sense, in the PR battle, we're being misrepresented. And very it's much very so. Pho- I mean, but we are. I, I don't have one absolute I, I, a scintilla of hatred towards anyone but I do hate the devil yeah. and his works. I do hate false ideologies. Yeah. I, 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 hate, I do really, there's yeah. a visceral hatred there. But of course, we've got to be very careful how we express it because we're going to be portrayed and stereotyped as, yes. as something really nasty. Yes. Now it's tough, isn't it? And Paul must be aware, because he's, he's a smart chap, so he's aware of how he can be misrepresented. Mm. How, how his earnest, in his zealotry could be turned the other way as as you know that he's well he's he says later on doesn't he he says later God's on in this plan.
1: chapter how you know the the war between the flesh and the spirit is as much today as it was then yeah that um mm. that he who is the son of the bondwoman will war constantly, because he's mm. the son of the, uh, son of the spirit son of mm. promise so that situation exists it's a spiritual reality and and we can't do anything about it apart from know it's there and pray. This is mm. what Paul's doing—interceding. He's mm. pointing out, pointing it out, pointing out it's there, teaching them how to walk by the grace of God, because it's the only way they're going to—they're going to be, be able to navigate their way through this. Mm. God, I
2: think it—you know—it's—it's it's an old saying, but you know, God hates sin. You know. And but he loves the sinner, and those two things have to That's be sin. held together. Exactly. He hates the sin because it's destroying the sinner, mm-hmm. and and we see that on the cross. You know, he he loves us so much that he went to the cross for us, but he hates sin so much that he had to d- even judge his own son, who took our sin on the cross. So we we have to hold those two things together to be in, in agreement with God. We mm-hmm. we we hate sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, our own sin as well as yeah. other, you know, sin mm. and falsehood as you say, mm. but we, we always love the sinner and uh, if we're not careful, um, we, so we have to be careful in our language when we talk about that as you said. Yeah. But I found there's an interesting, um, you know in verse 20 that you were yep. alluding to, yep. I would like to be present with you now and to change my tone. That's it. You know, I'd like to be able to relax and know that everything's exactly. all right but for I've got doubts about you. Now it's a difficult phrase. I came across, I, apparently this is the gist of what it means. Mm. I am at my wit's end to know how to reach you. And I like wow. that. I, I, that's right. I, am a, I, I don't, you know, I'm struggling to find, and of course he was effective. And he puts but, it in writing.
0: Yeah. He's so honest is Paul, isn't he? Yeah.
2: But this is an anxious mother, if you like, yeah. about her children. Yeah. And I'm at my wit's end. I just like that, to know, yeah. how can yeah. I reach you? Yeah. You know, have I got through to you or not? I'd love to be there to, to, to see if, yeah. if, if, I'm, if, you're, if you're responding to, to what I'm saying. Mm. Mm.
0: I, but it, it is the language of love. It's the language of deep concern. Yeah, I, I've, just the last five, 10 minutes of discussion reminds me of Isaiah five, where it just says, woe to those who call evil good, good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. In other words, Paul is being portrayed as darkness. You know, the light and the truth that he's bringing is, you know, through this, this fog of you know a sort of love and care. It is being portrayed as darkness. And it says, "Who put bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter?" This is the challenge that Paul's facing. Mm. You know, he he wants to. Um, he is sweet. He wants to sound sweet, yeah, and he's struggling to yeah. get the message across. And and woe to those who are, who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. It go, just goes on and on. And and that is what we're facing: is how to, to project the truth, mm. without, as it were, saying, oh well, the, the end justifies the means. Let's let's. Um, let's use, you know, cunningly devised fables or let's, let's try another method. Paul just goes for it straight, doesn't he? But he, he doesn't try to persuade people he, with He does
1: because he, he, flattering. he understands what's at stake. Um, we'll get there in due course, mm. but he talks about falling from grace. Uh, um, and this, is, this, is, what, this is what he's, I know. Mm. Um, we, 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 I'm sure we'll discuss it when we get there. Is this the unforgivable sin? Is this the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Will not be forgiven. Uh, we'll talk about it. I'm not mm. going to. Run. Let's just
0: drop some seeds yeah, in the future have, when we get there. Have. But the good this, thing is, John, but, Bible study is no longer interactive. So you can get away with that one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the um, point we'll i letter making is, he in talks about time.
1: it lest you fall yeah. from grace. Yeah. This is what he's. trying. He realizes that the outcome could be really, really serious, yeah. and, and, and um, yeah. that's what he's trying to protect them from. Mm. This is why the, the passion he's feeling, because mm. it is literally a fight for life and mm. death. Yes, of course, the Lord, the theology, the preservation of the saints is sound, and Paul expounds it, but there's something here, I believe, that is really concerning him.
0: Mm. very,
1: very deeply.
0: Okay, so we're in the sort of last third of this Bible study. I'll, I'll have we got more that we can dig out of these uh, early verses? Um, I, I'm certainly reminded, as, as we've been discussing, of how, you know, Paul, and you sort of alluded to earlier in this passage, um, Derek, where Paul wants us to be, to clothe ourselves with Christ. Mm. You know, that's the root, isn't it, um, uh, to us being all one in Christ, for us being in, in lockstep with the yeah. Spirit, you know, uh, basically it, being in fellowship with him. He's the head of the body. We're all holding fast to the head. That's how you create a, the, the church, Yeah, it is, is actually getting it in the right order rather than a legalistic order. Yes. Um, it, it cannot, it is, cannot, oh, sorry. sorry, I was sort of looking at John, so, yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> it, it, it comes right back to what they're, right, we come right back to the beginning again, looking at this, and what they're trying to destroy, and what, to a large extent, they've been very successful at doing over the centuries, but um, it, it, it's, we all, we we know, we say, we I, I, I want the Lord's will in my life, you know, I want to do what's right, and and but what they don't say is, but how do I do it? You know, it's a question each of us asks ourselves. Lord, how do I walk in with you? How do I obey you? Mm-hmm. And there's only one answer. And that, well, there are a couple of answers, Only, but they're two parts of the same answer. Mm-hmm. The only answer is allow the Lord to live his life through you. Mm-hmm. He didn't save you so you could work for him. He saved you so that he could work through you. Mm-hmm. You know, greater is he than is in you, than is in the world. Mm-hmm. He wants to use you. He doesn't want to take your personality, he doesn't want to change your loves and desires except where they're ungodly ones. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a passion for watching cricket, that's fine, Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to change all that, but he wants to use you to impact others, uh, to to impact yourself, to impact others, and, and for his glory. And the only way you can do that is by yielding to him, and that is practice. You know, not legalistic practice, Practice in talking like you would to a teacher. Lord, I I know this is what you want. Please teach me. You know, my mother taught me to walk, my father taught me to ride a bike.
0: Now I need you, Lord, to teach me how to walk with you. There's two uh, two little passages that are so familiar, they're, they're staring us in the face. One is where the Lord said to Nicodemus, you know who's a great teacher of the law, um, uh, uh, that flesh gives birth to flesh, spirit gives birth to spirit, you must be born again of the spirits. And then the other is obviously in in Romans 8 where it says the law of the spirit of life sets us free from the law of sin and death. But I'm cutting across what Derek was about to say before um, before I, I sort of turn to you John. And Derek, you were going to say something, and, and then I.
2: Well, yeah, in different words to what yeah. John. It, it, Christianity is a love relationship with God,
0: mm.
2: with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and really, everything should flow out of that. Mm. You know, our obedience and everything flows out of love. Mm. And, you know, that's what Paul is really saying because grace is the manifestation of love. Mm. And the, and the Holy Spirit is the love of God, one way to describe the action of the Holy Spirit, he's the love of God flowing between the Father and the Son. And when we come into Christ, we come into that same flow of love, that same flow of life that's in the Trinity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and knowing God, Jesus said, knowing the Father and the Son is eternal life. Yeah. And, and so if we let um, that be the main thing, Mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. is that love relationship with Christ. Because if all you're getting say, in preaching or whatever is do this principle, do this principle, it becomes about our performance. Mm-hmm. So the first focus is Christ. Yeah. Get a vision of Christ, get a revelation of Christ and, and enter into that love relationship with God mm-hmm. through Christ and then the grace of God will flow and then you will want to do the right things yeah. because
0: it comes out of that fountain of, mm-hmm. of love. Yeah, I, um, very early on in my life, I met a dear brother, John Alderson, and he came to visit us down in Sussex. I don't know whether, John, you're watching this, but he, he's, he's, he's knocking on a few years now. But um, he asked me, you know, I was in the kitchen down in our home in Sussex, and he said, Tim, do you love the Lord? (laughs) You know, it wasn't, are you born again? Are you a Christian? You know, and in in other words, have you confessed your sins? And, you know, he said, do you love the Lord, which is Mm. fitting exactly with your. And that really got me thinking, because it never occurred to me before, you know, as a kind of 11 year old, 12 year old kid, Mm. Um, you know, do I love the Lord? And, and the Lord said, you know, so you've got the whole of the, of, of the Ten Commandments, but the Lord said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength, which sort of sorts out everything else in terms of relationships with your neighbour. Love creates
2: love. Yep. So when we receive the love of God, we receive yep. the grace of God, that, that produces love in our hearts mm-hmm. for God. Mm-hmm. and We find ourselves wanting to please God. We yep. want to obey God. Yep because it comes from, from that love. Mm. And that's what Paul is saying. You don't have to be scared about living by grace. It doesn't mean you're gonna, it's going to cause you to go into sin because actually it means you're coming under the, the love of God mm. and that will cause you to live a lovely life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. So it doesn't encourage sin. Mm. Um, you shouldn't need the law to protect you from sin yeah. because if, you, if you're connected to grace, yeah, that's the power to live free mm. from sin.
0: Mm. This is good, yeah. John. You're you're in a reflective mood. I do, um, I'm, I'm <coughs> it's so lovely to on, on, yeah. on, I'm, I'm so
1: overwhelmed, and this has to be a work of the Lord because it's yeah. not something I could. I'm so overwhelmed by this message of grace. Mm. I, I I want with all my heart mm. to, the church to grasp it. Mm. It, it it is. Utterly liberating, and and without understanding grace, I venture to say, you you will never really love the Lord. Yeah, uh, you, it, it'll be something you declare you do, but unless you understand grace, you won't really love him. Mm. It. Because there. it's that that revel- and it can only come by revelation. Yeah,
0: and the Lord will give it to you if you ask. That's, him. That was my point. I was going to come on to yeah. because we um, we're here. Obviously, we, we, it's Bible study. We're going through the scriptures and tr- trying to honestly um, present what Paul is has written. But there are a, a sort of internecine type political battles in the church. Um, to what extent should we be engaging in the fight to present this? I was suggesting not. More suggest than any not. other. More than, should be than... fight? Should, if we really believe that yes. it's a work of God's grace, should we just. No, well, you you don't. You're fighting for it. No, because you're you're, you're
1: in danger of falling back on a world. I know you're a military man. I am. But you're in danger of falling back in the flesh. It's not that the campaign is wrong. It's just, it might not have been called by God in the way that you are ex, you know, executing it. It has to come down again to being obedient to the Lord. Mm. There is no alternative. The moment we start to form our own plans, and I'm not saying the plans are necessary not of God, mm. but we need to check that out because once you're submitted and yielded to God, the Holy Spirit will begin to direct your thoughts. Thus, you have the mind of Christ, because you're allowing him to influence your thoughts. Mm. Um, and uh, it, that may be a conscious or indeed a subconscious process. It's yeah. probably, at times, yeah. will be one or the other. But so you will just move in, in the spirit. But if we just sit down, because we feel so passionate about this, which we do, and say, right, let's form a, let's form a, a campaign, That's and, and off awesome. we go, then it could very well be
0: a work you'd of go, the flesh, which, w- which will which Actually, you fall into the line. With that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think you say for instance someone sitting in a church, obviously it wouldn't be Derek's church, <laughs> but yeah, you know and they're hearing things that are that are clearly not, not right. The Lord said, um, you know, you can do nothing against the truth, only for the truth. I, I, I sometimes think that, yeah, the, the enemy would want us to, to engage in, in denouncing in the wrong way, something yes. that's wrong and yet our whole message is it's all of grace, yeah. you know, and God's So we do what, Derek? You know, if if someone is, um, uh, how it's easy for you, as it were, because you are there teaching uh, from the front. Mm. But say, put put yourself in another position where you are in the congregation, and what is probably the most prevalent position is is more legalistic. How would you address that as someone? Well, there there is many of our viewers might be in that position.
2: It does say that Jesus was full of grace and truth yeah and, and th- that you can go wrong on both sides of that I- mm. in the sense that you know the grace and the truth needs to go together so if, if I think you're saying mm. if there is preaching from the pulpit yep. that is clearly against mm. that is unbiblical yep. you know then then you, ha- you have to then it isn't necessarily wrong for you to challenge that. Mm but you've got to do it the right way. Guard your do heart it, with all diligence. You uphold yeah. the truth, but in a gracious way. I think that's what you're yeah, saying. That's right. So Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily stand up in the middle of the yeah. sermon and, yeah. you know. Um, but you you might seek to have an interview with a pastor mm. and, and, and yeah. do that. And it may be that if it's serious enough, if it contradicts the gospel, and mm. for me the red line is the gospel, Yeah. Mm. You know, But I have people that contact me and say, what do I do because what my church believes about Israel, you know, is mm. so, and, and I say, well, look, you, you, you have to pray, really. You can't expect the church to be perfect. No. But for me, and, and this, there's a sense in which if legalism is being preached, mm. that is contradictory to the gospel. Mm. Uh, if I can't change that, you know, I, I might have to leave that church. Mm. But um, certainly we should be gracious in the wo- firm, Firm, yeah. but, but gracious. In the way we deal with it, mm. and because if we react in, the, if for instance we, we make a show of ourselves and uh, you know create a public embarrassment, yeah. we probably haven't done our message any favours. No. You know what mm. I mean. So, but but we're talking about grace, but grace and truth go together. Yeah, Jesus was full of grace and truth. So. How it, is being it being gracious doesn't mean we just yeah you know, no, not at
0: all <laughs> tolerate yeah. that's you know, right and no, say exactly. everything's no, that's fine that's the misrepresentation you know. <laughs> yeah exactly how is it that um, evangelicalism which really you know its roots are in loving and respecting um, and honouring uh, God's word you know faithfully ha- has allowed its, itself to, in certain quarters to become legalistic. So it, it, it has happened, hasn't it? it yes. it's, it's quite common, you know, a, a judgmental legalism yeah. is, is definitely quite strong within certain it's from evangelical It's because it's
1: churches. rooted in the flesh, and the flesh, is, the flesh is a powerful and very real enemy. Um, and, and, and unless we understand that and are constantly, constantly checking ourselves out with the Holy Spirit and the Word of the Lord on this, it'll happen. You can guarantee that laws will be created, rules will be created, standards will be created,
0: and if you fall short of them that's it. by those whose sort of you know whole raison d'etre is, yes. you know, to eschew yes. legalism yes. It you know, is. and you know. Structures and, and but it religion, can happen. It can happen. And they, for a, they create it. They
1: make religion. themselves, They some. I'm not. Yeah. Right. Some people in, who are doing these things, they make themselves vulnerable because mm. they get a bit pleased with the success rate or whatever. Mm. And the moment they're stepping into any form of pride, they they're what scripture calls quenching the spirit. The spirit hasn't gone. He's still there. But they're quenching him. They're putting their own feelings, their own sense of achievement over and above his desire, mm. and, and that effectively quenches the Holy Spirit. And yeah. so, um, I forgot what the question was, so there um, we are. Survive, so by the way. <laughs>
2: We're well, <well, the>, <laughs> so in I mean, the last
1: minute, so. the Jew, Well, you, yep. they put a fence around
2: the law, you know, that's yep. the whole thing. Yeah. So in other words, what happens in a church or whatever is that something bad happens, all right? Mm. So how can we make sure this bad thing doesn't happen again? Mm. We make a law. And we put a fence around the law, in other, and then before you know, you collect all kinds of rules and regulations and laws, that to prevent bad things happen. Yeah. And and gradually
0: you lose your freedom. Thank you so much. Um, we've scraped through. Uh, sorry for all of my sort of extraneous verses I throw in, but um, one that another one to finish with is that he chose the lowly things of this world in Corinthians so that no one can boast before him. And I think legalism, you know, does leave that room for boasting, um, which we should never be doing. Just be thankful for God's grace. And we'll see you next week, chapter four.